to the Loves Party. I'm Bob Dylan. We got a great show for you today, and I'm playing a G chord. Hey, hey, everybody! I'm working on <laughs> I'm working on a a little Bob Dylan sounding song. I, I think it's funny. Like a, it'd be funny. Uh, oh, welcome to the Loftus Party, everybody! I just jumped right in. Uh, on the other end of the internet, we've got uh, the Liberty Gypsy in full effect. We're back to normal. Normal? Have we ever been normal? No, thank God. But <laughs> thank we were God. at the, I was at Politicon last week. So I thought it'd be funny when I got back, I'm like, to have like a real Bob Dylan sounding uh, folk song that was just like anti-socialism. Bernie's a liar. He did just like, <laughs> get the whole audience singing along. He's full of crap. He's a Democrat. Me, And you can, we, we'll do a rock video and everything. There so you anyway, go. it's good to be back. There is some, there is some weirdness going on i'll update everybody first we'll start with uh politicon it was uh, a very eye-opening a very eye-opening politicon it was wonderful 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 had a blast got a bunch of great interviews for the show i believe if not this week then uh next week let me look at my little calendar our, we're gonna do two episodes from politicon we had uh a ton of fun looking at my calendar. So it'll be the week of the uh, the 14th, starting Monday the 14th, that the the flip side television show, my interview with uh, Guy Benson and uh, Michael Steele. And then there's a little bit of footage from The Devil's Advocate, this thing that I did with Michael Steele and Rick Unger where – you have to flip positions. So they have a panel of three Republicans pretending to be liberals, three liberals uh, pretending to be uh, conservative. And so like I would be uh, pro big government. I would be pro single payer health care. And it's all done for laughs. And it's so funny and so much fun. That was an it was an absolute riot. I did this other panel with a, a, a buddy of mine, Al Madrigal, very talented comic. He was on The Daily Show. Uh, we talked about, uh, you know, politics and comedy in the age of Trump. And uh, these people really want to be terrified. I mean, those were that's what some of the biggest laughs I was getting in The, in the Devil's uh, Advocate. Like, I, I haven't slept since the election. I'm li I live in constant fear. And they I think mean, you're serious? No, they thought I was joking, uh, but because they they recognize it, that, but people are smart, and and they're they're recognizing that you know CNN, MSNBC, all these other places are just they're they're folk they're stoking fear. It's fear, fear, fear. However, uh, it works because you feel like and and I think I was watching a, a video on Facebook the other day where it stimulates the same part of your brain. It's like it's like this. Uh, caveman center of your brain where the fear and, and you're watching something that scares you, it like prepares you for a worst case scenario. So it's almost addictive. So it's like that whole fight or flight. Yes. 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 And mm -hmm. like your brain is like, okay, this is good. This is good that we know this because we might have to, you know, fight or we might have to run. It's it, so you get addicted to it. So it's great for ratings. However, it's, it's uh, bad for our society. I certainly don't want to turn a blind eye. To any of this crap. Right. However, uh, I'm not all about the fear. So Politicon was great. Uh, talked to uh, Roger Stone. That's okay. an interesting dude. A very interesting dude. And what a character. What a character. He's like out of a movie. 
Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Ran into Robert Davi from from the Goonies, the uh, actor, and he's a he's a crooner now. He's a singer. Oh, really? Yeah. Saw um, a bu- there was just a ton of people. A bunch of MSNBC people. I saw Joy Reid. Did, did not you, approach. Did, did you bust out approach. laughing? No. <laughs> no. I did not no. approach. I saw a couple of other MSNBC like contributors and just um, really attractive ladies. Mm-hmm. They, they've got they've got a good eye for. Oh, I, I met Tommy Laren. I introduced myself to Tommy Laren. OK. Did you get to watch her debate or no? No, I didn't. Although I will tell you this. I was outside the way they have it set up. I, we were in two different buildings. They had all the talent and we were all in one building. And then I had the flip side cameras set up somewhere else. It was a horrible uh, – it was a hor- – that, that, that part of it was a train wreck. However, it was a very popular event. So I'm making my way over to where like base camp is for the film crew and I hear the introduction. And I go – you and, and you hear them. Uh, I'm outside the facility and you could hear the sound like uh, she's got her own show on Netflix. She used to be on E! Entertainment. Please a warm, warm round of applause for uh, Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler, raw place goes crazy. Place goes nuts. And they go, you've seen her on The Blaze. She's the youngest political pundit in X, Y, and Z. She does this. Please welcome Tommy Laren. Raw, like just as big. And I'm like, wow, really? that's like super impressive. Yeah, yes. Right. <laughs> I, I, would same, not, I would just I would not have thought that, that in wow. L.A. I just wouldn't have. Me neither. There was pro Trump people uh, outside of the event waving the American flags and shouting build the wall. There was uh, craziness. There was people wearing uh, offensive T-shirts. Politicon. I was there the first year. It was a big event. And I thought, well, they probably lost their shirt. But you expect to lose money the first year. The second year, it was okay. They moved it from the convention center in L.A. to Pasadena. It wasn't as big, but mm, I'm glad to see they're still around. This year, I guarantee they make money. I guarantee really? they make money. Yeah. It was big. It, it, it was big. And I mean just and, out of curiosity because that's a, that's a convention I haven't been to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like is it somewhat balanced despite where it's located? No. No, oh, it's okay. it's definitely it definitely leans to the left. My goodness, it's uh, it, you know, it's it's L.A. for crying right. out loud. However, there is a tolerance there where people on the left are not gonna. I didn't see any fist fights. I didn't see any shouting matches. It it never. It was it was cool in that respect. This one guy was wearing a. Uh, there was there was just a lot of different T-shirts. MSNBC. This is the first year they were there. They had a big giant booth. They were literally giving away uh, free T-shirts and free coffee. They had like a whole Morning Joe free coffee, free T-shirt thing, mm-hmm. uh, which was very wise of them to do. I mean, I was out, I was out having a cigarette, and and this girl comes up to me and she goes, "Hey, can I can I buy a cigarette from you?" And I'm like, "No, but I, I'll, I'll give you one." She's like, you know, thanks a lot. What's your name? I'm Michael Loftus. She goes, oh, what do you do? I go, I host a, a television show. It's a, a political comedy show, kind of like The Daily Show, but for conservatives, for for people, libertarians, people who want smaller government. She's like, oh, wow, good for you. Uh, she goes, and I go, oh, what do you do? She goes, I do, I do uh, PR for MSNBC. You probably don't watch. <laughs> and I go, no, I watch it all the time. 
And she's like, who's your favorite? I'm like, well, I got two favorites. I like I like Joy Reid for the spectacle, just for the sheer fear factor of it all. <laughs> the white knuckle death grip of we, this, these are the end of days. And she laughed and I go, and I like, I like Chris Matthews. I don't agree with him most of the time, but he seems like a genuine person. He seems genuinely excited. You know where he stands. And I think I would, I would hang out with him uh, at a cocktail party for a while. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, wow, that's really, like, she was really, like, seemed to be impressed that I wasn't some knuckle-dragging troglodyte uh, who, I am for Trump, come on, y'all get him. And then she goes, well, let me ask you a question. She goes, do you think MSNBC, do they look um, fair at all? Do they look like they're giving a balanced uh, accounting of the news? And I'm like, you're kidding, right? I'm like, it's straight up propaganda. And she's like, oh, I'm like, yeah, it, it's straight up propaganda. And she, <laughs> I think she was taking an, an informal poll. Yeah. Well, and she didn't like the response. I, if you're going to ask the question, you really have to be prepared for the answer. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I but this it's like a little peek behind the curtain of MSNBC. They're like they probably think that they're no. The majority of America probably thinks that we're. Like a, a stalwart news organization. And then somebody's like, no, you guys are delusional. Go ask the people at Politicon what they think. And she's like, what do you think of us? And I'm like, you guys are propaganda, straight up propaganda. Right. However, it, it was what it was. I had an absolute blast. There is a genuine need for funny people on the right. So that totally recharged my battery. Totally recharged my battery. Recommitted to the mission. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it, it was uh, It was a blast. These people – I did this panel, like I was saying, with the guy from The Daily Show and then there's this uh, Egyptian guy uh, who used to host like a Daily Show program in Egypt. He was threatened by the government. He literally had to f- flee the country for his life. He lives here now and he's getting into entertainment. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting too. The whole audience uh, enjoyed my little my little witty banner. They enjoyed my jokes. Everything was great. And then towards the end with about five minutes left in the panel, uh, it came up organically in the conversation. I'm like, well, if you don't think there's censorship here, there's total censorship. Uh, I have a conservative comedy show about politics mm-hmm. that m- – Many, many big stations and big networks just say they're not going to touch it because they don't want to get boycotted. So I'm being silenced. So if you guys are cool and you could just hear the shock. Oh, we didn't know how to think. It's like, oh, no. We don't silence people. Yeah, Yeah, you do. (laughs) But but we like you and and you're funny. And for 55 minutes, you were our friend. And now you're Mm -hmm. a conservative and they're not letting you. Wait, what? And it's just one of those things where like someone took a shit in the punch bowl. And so like, you know, I just don't want punch. I'm good. I'll have some seven up. Let's just Uh, pretend it never happened. You never said it. You never did. Neener, neener, neener. (laughs) Neener, neener, neener. So I flew home, um, back working on the the television show uh, for CBS. That thing is going uh, wonderfully. Everybody, all the writers are going. There's lots of laughs. It's next week we start production. We have our first table read tomorrow. Woohoo! So excitement is in the air. Excitement is in the air. Lots but Politicon was a lot of fun. Well, I, I'm glad. You know, I, I again, just I, I'm always curious as to what the what the tilt was because they do they do actually have a lot of conservative speakers that they put on the stage. 
Yes. You know, which which surprises me. But I think they're trying to. Does it seem like when people are there, because I'm just, again, curious that they're actually trying to build a bridge or find common ground? Or is it more the adversarial stuff like between Ben Shapiro and Sank or between, you know, Chelsea Handler and Tommy? They want to expose the differences or find something mockable. I, I like I said with uh, the Chelsea Handler Tommy Laren thing. I only heard the beginning of it, and to her credit, Chelsea Handler's like, I know they kind of they were trying to build this as a debate, but I don't want to have a debate. I just want to talk. I just want to try to understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's promising. That's promising. I, I didn't hear the whole thing. Maybe there was some vitriol. I don't know. I didn't hear any of the uh, the Young Turks Ben Shapiro thing. Although I gotta, I've gotta think that like Ben Shapiro just wipes the floor with that guy. Oh, he did. <laughs> oh, he did. And then Jenna Jameson, one of your famous favorite people, mm-hmm. right? Um, as as a conservative on Twitter, lit was listening to the debate, and there was a big uh, to do on social media between her and the guy from the Young Turks because she basically said, Ben Shapiro's wiping the floor with you. And he said, well, I remember when somebody wiped the floor with you, literally. Yeah. And um, it went on from there. But, yeah, no, everything I was seeing, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I want to just because I actually – I. I, I've always liked Ben Shapiro. He's one of the smartest people out there. Um, but his style has evolved. Like his timing has gotten so much better. He's much more affable. He's not quite as serious as he was when he first yeah. hit the scene. Um, yeah. So I'm looking very forward to watching it. I haven't had a chance to do it yet. I need to publicly out uh, Jenna Jameson right now Uh-oh. as as a bit of a uh, bait and switch gal. Uh-oh. What happened? Yeah. Well, she started following – uh, the Loftus Party on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I followed her back. Mm-hmm. Had a wonderful time, and then I even told her, "Bam, bada, bam." Uh, if I can go back to, oh, it, it didn't save the message. Anyway, thanks for following. I, you know, blah blah blah. Your Twitter, your Twitter feed is amazing. That kind of thing. And I'm like, I have this TV show. It's a uh, political comedy show. We lean to the right. I'd love to have you on. I know you're about to have a baby. So when you feel like you'd want to, I'd love to have you as a guest on the show. She said, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to do it. So I'm over the moon happy. Uh, She wouldn't be. She's funny as as all heck, too. She's great. She Mm -hmm. has the baby. Everything's wonderful. I reached back out to her and then boom, radio silence. Radio silence. Well, you know, having a new baby can be busy too. So let, let's let's try again, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. I think we should try I'm not, again. I won't give up on the Jenna Jameson. I wouldn't. She seems pretty personable. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. She seems like she'd be fun. A lot of tattoos on the Jenna Jameson. I'm dancing around with getting a tattoo again. I can't be stopped. Well, yeah, but you said you didn't want to do it during the summer because you have to stay out of the sun or something. That's right. And now we're we're staring down. We're staring down. The other day in, in Long Island, it was cold. Mm-hmm. It was like 70-something, like like just barely 70. And I'm like, uh-oh. It felt like fall. Uh, ugh. Ugh. I'm not ready for fall. Oh. I need more summer. I am, but we won't have it here for a long time. Ay, ay, ay. A long, so, long time. So here's my other news. I tried to go see Dunkirk yesterday. Mm-hmm. Sold out. I, I, I could 
believe it. I hear them. It's wonderful. You got to see it on the big screen. Yada, yada. I had to punt on that. I'm going to try next weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead, last night I watched uh, Scarlett Johansson and Ghost in the Shell. And how was that? Um, I, I, I was a big fan of the anime. Mm-hmm. The, the, it came out like in the 80s, uh, Ghost in the Shell. And it was really innovative. I had never seen anything like it. It was an awesome, a fiercely original idea. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. So they... They did some shout outs to they, they had to like you, you, there was a bunch of set pieces that were right from the anime. Uh, Scarlett Johansson made some bad choices as an actress. There was something that was really bugging me and she gave her character like this physicality. And I'm like, why? Why is she bugging me? Like she's she's completely gorgeous. Her character is this it's a it's a robot body, but her mind is in the, the robot body, her her. Her, her soul slash ghost is in this like insanely sexy robot body. And then to get past sensors and to have she can like cloak herself and make herself invisible. But that requires her taking off all of her clothes. But she has like her this cybernetic skin. So it's like she's naked, but she's not really naked, that kind of thing. So I'm like, OK, so at least it'll be hot. It'll be totally sexy. And those parts were where like she jumps off these buildings, quote unquote, naked and does this crazy kung fu stuff. However, in the others, she gave her character like this weird walk where she's leading with her head and she's walking like a man. It, it, it was really off-putting and and I'm, I, I finally like halfway through the movie I figured it out like she's walking like a dude <laughs> well maybe that was like some kind of symbology because her brain was there and the body was just following but I noticed that like I watched the preview and I wasn't at all familiar with the story um, yeah and it, it was just a cool preview I mean tons of special effects and nice production in it and whatever but she was kind of like stomping around yeah. Yeah. It was like it was like an angry march almost. <laughs> right. And that that was I found it very off putting. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. Like, don't like as an act. She chose that. She chose that as the actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my head is still in here. My brain. So I'm going to lead with my head. My brain is like dragging the body along. OK, you've overthought it. Yeah. <laughs> you've overthought it, Scarlett. That interpretation was just a little much. How about this? How about you you strip down to the bodysuit and you walk around super confident because you're the you're the coolest killer in all of Japan. How about that? That would be great. And I still it haven't would... I haven't still still have not seen my like tough chick movie that I'm dying to see, so that's my goal for this week. My wife is going to go see it. I want to say today. Uh, with a girl, with a girlfriend of hers, uh, Atomic Blonde, and this is the other, and this is it, it's why I brought it up. I, I guess there's a couple set pieces in there, some action sequences that are just really cool. However, I, and this is what I'm worried about, it, I, like Charlize Theron, like fighting like a dude. I don't, I, I don't want to see that. Like, look at me. I'm scrapping with the dudes and I'm fighting like a dude and I'm, I'm setting up to punch you like a dude. I don't want to see that. I, I, like, I want to celebrate the differences, right? Like, I, I thought Wonder Woman was very feminine in a weird way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. But looking at the preview, I didn't get that from it. Like her being all dude, like she was more like just very agile, like you would want an athletic woman to be. Yeah, it's weird. The, the the first preview for Atomic Blonde, I was all in. I'm yeah. like, yep, 
Then as they started showing more and more clips from like the fight scenes and she's all beat up and a black eye and I'm like, mm, not so much. She's like, I don't want to see her as Jason Bourne. I want to see uh, a girl. It's it's very confusing. And maybe I'm splitting hairs. Uh, I, I don't want to see. It's why I, I don't really dig like girl fighters in the UFC. I really don't. I, I don't like I, I don't. There is, there's no, that's not a turn on for me. I know there's a big segment of the population like, ooh, girl, girl wrestling. Yeah. Ooh, girls fighting. Yeah. I'm just not into it. And just to watch some girl just like square up like a boxer and start punching uh, bad guys. Mm, nah, not so much. You're going to get into trouble just like that guy at Google. What do you mean? <laughs> what guy at Google? Uh, there was a guy at Google, and apparently they have a lot of internal messaging boards, and you don't have to unmask yourself when you're writing something on those boards. And he basically wrote this manifesto, like not a dangerous one, not like the Unabomber or anything, um, that said, you know, there's a lot of shut-upery in this company. You get punished if you you know, give a dissenting view. And his dissenting view was around diversity and said men and women approach technology different. Um, it's okay that women don't like, or do not self-select into this field or the majority of women don't, we're not equal. There are differences just like there's people, there's differences in the people who lean conservative and lean liberal. He said, and you guys are missing out on a lot of really good input from people because you're just shutting them up. Oh my God. Google went nuts. Wow. Yeah. Well, good for him. Well, and he got a lot of internal support. Now the thing's been copied to message boards all over the place, right? But, um, and he's got a lot of people saying this is exactly right. You know, working in the tech industry, if you are a capable male, you are definitely looked over for the elusive, perfect technology female, you know, worker or whatever. And, you know, that whole idea is great. And I believe in diversity inside companies, your, your company internally should reflect, reflect your customer base who uses your product. Right. Um, but like this guy is just getting ripped apart and it, and there's so many people now and they proved him right, Michael, because some of the responses are Google needs to find this guy and fire him because now I'm uncomfortable working here. I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. We can't have these opinions inside our four walls. We, I, tell you, I worked with a girl on a TV show, and she came from uh, Apple, right? Mm -hmm. She, where, and I guess in as they separate their groups into Apple, there is no real boss. It's just like the the pod, the the, the group work team, and, yeah. And no one is better, and no one is worse, and there is no such thing as about. It's all these wonderful things. And then she came into the writer's room where there is kind of a hierarchy because mm -hmm. uh, people have been around the block. People know more. Uh, and, and, that's, and you're actually – you go faster because somebody goes, oh, no, I tried this on another show and it didn't work for X, Y, and Z. And she would like shut down the showrunner. Like the, sh <laughs> the showrunner's like, so what we want to do is this. And she's like, I don't think that's funny. And you're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Nobody asked you. <laughs> yeah. And she's like – and then it became like a problem. And when people – the higher-ups were talking to her, she's like, 
I, I, I'm sorry. I thought this, I thought this was like Apple where, and they're like, no, no, it's not. It's not like <laughs> Apple at all. At and she all. was very, she's a, she was very cool with it. She's an awesome human being, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed my time with her. She's very smart. She's very funny. However, it was just kind of f- fun to watch her uh, trip over herself, thinking that, oh, this work environment must be like the work environment at Apple. Yeah, no, and and those work environments don't exist in very many places, to be honest, where, you know, right? everybody's equal. And that was one of the other complaints. Oh, my God, we do peer review in Google, and this guy might might review me. And, oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. Ajita, Ajita, oh. Ajita, Ajita, Ajita. Mm-hmm. I think my Ajita's burning. So this is a great, this is a great segue to Zuckerberg. That dude's running for president, and that that scares the the heck out of me. That's the most dystopian thing ever. It it is like when you it think really of, is when you think of the information he could get on his adversaries just from the data that Facebook has. Oh my god! It, it, yeah, it's it's like I don't want to make it against the, the law. Mm-mm. However. What kind of checks and balances can we put in place? Because, like, you know, you already know that certain stories trend on Facebook because mm-hmm. Facebook wants them to trend. They've Correct. already been called. They've already been called out on that. They've they they try to do like a little mini course correction, but I don't think it worked at all. Right. It's it's yeah, it's terrifying. The head of Facebook is going to run for president. Well, Boy, I wonder what the top story is going to be today. Uh, trending on Facebook. Zuckerberg <laughs> is adored in Iowa. Oh, the people in Florida love Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg's a hit in Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> oh, that's going to make Howard Dean pretty mad. Yeah. Howard Dean. Who? What? Who's he backing? Well, Howard Dean uh, apparently was on AM Joy, oddly enough. He, she uh, loves him. He, he's on there she? all the time. Yeah. Is he? Because see, I don't watch. But he was on AM Joy this week, and and I did watch a brief clip. And uh, basically, he's saying the Bernie Bros need to get over it. They need to get in line and get behind establishment candidates. And the ones he keeps talking about are Deval Patrick, Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker, uh, and Senator Kamala Harris. That's very funny how he would say that. Like, don't the people get a a a, a, vo- a voice there? He actually don't the people get to vote. Isn't that what the whole primary system is for? Like all these people say they want to be your candidate. OK, let's decide who the people want. Well, that's why Democrats have the superdelegates, because it's really not the people in the party that decide. Right. Remember the superdelegates? Um, and it, actually, he called the Bernie bros and, and the big Bernie supporters that are still kind of angry, especially now that the Democrats have said they will support uh, pro-life candidates. Woo! Meltdown to end all meltdowns over that. Um, he basically called them a bunch of whiners that if you don't stop looking for ideological purity, we're never going to win again. I hope he's right. I hope he's right. I here's I don't want to live in fear of Bernie Sanders. I really don't. However, this fascination that people have with government is the solution and government is the answer. That's what it's it's what Bernie Sanders represents. Mm-hmm. We have we have failed the people of this nation because we stopped talking about communism and socialism. We just we stopped demonizing it, uh, and we are now paying the price. We are paying the price. Yeah, well, I mean, all you got to do is take a little look uh, down in South America, <laughs> and you have Venezuela, which is full socialist failure at this point. 
Um, oh yeah, they are just and, they're they're hardcore pedal to the metal, just pandemonium. Well, it's pandemonium. They had their elections, right? Um, it's by government oversight groups, you know, globally. They said about twelve percent of the population voted. They basically have put again up this. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like a coalition that can override the duly elected representatives of the people. So it includes people like Maduro's wife. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically able to rubber stamp Maduro's will if the legislative body decides they don't want to agree. Um, needless to say, there's a little bit of Ajita about that. Um, I think there's only – That's your word today, Ajita. That's yeah, like the, the fourth Ajita you've sorry, thrown out there. It's, it's, globally, people are a little pissed. Um, so they've been sanctioned and – told uh that's not the way we do things by everybody but like bolivia and uruguay bolivia and uruguay are standing tall with with venezuela but yeah and they just arrested this morning somewhere around 50 quote-unquote opposition leaders who were threatening the government there is nothing public where those threats were seen so basically they're just jailing people who don't like them this is always the the scary part Mm -hmm. and i don't know how you educate people to this like it never goes well no it never it never goes well Mm-mm. and I, I guess you could talk sweden i guess sweden is what that's a socialist democracy however but it's also an extremely homogeneous population very little immigration very high tons now tons now they opened up to the refugees oh, that's what they? that's what oh my goodness sweden still- is no no sweden is jacked Sweden is jacked up. The uh, uh, rape has is I don't want to quote any numbers, but like the numbers are way up, way up. The the, uh, oh, yeah, they they get they let in a boatload of uh, refugees and and immigrants. And they're uh, if you're if you're from Sweden, you can't be digging it. You cannot be digging it. Well, they did it. They did it in a very different way, and it's the same reason Israel, right, can have single payer health care. They're geographically compact, and they don't have a lot of people. Things yeah. that translate in one country don't necessarily translate perfectly into another country for a lot of different reasons. But you know, you were talking earlier. We were chatting about Brazil. Brazil was halfway to Venezuela and's kind of put on the brakes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank but it goodness. might be. It- Thank goodness, but it might be too little too late. There's there's signs of life for, for the for the listeners. It's like Brazil was doing very well probably 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. They were it was easier to open up a small business and 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 have your own property and everything was going great. All this money was pouring into Brazil. And then some guy, uh, pretty much the Brazilian version of Bernie Sanders came in and it's like, this isn't fair. We're going to give this rich people's money to the poor people to make the poor people better off. And it just didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. The government spent more than they had. They were Their deficits were huge. The people weren't getting any wealthier. They hired all these people to work for the government. Oh, now you've got a job, but there, there was no money to pay them. That dude – went out of office and then uh, another version of him some chick came in she was corrupt they they removed her from office they're trying to turn it around but uh, brazil is no uh it it ain't shangri-la it doesn't work and when you have the big government 
you always have to th- ask yourself this. When you have that one big system making a decision, what if they're wrong? If they're wrong, seriously, that's – No, I what, agree. If, if they're wrong, you're screwed. If they're mm-hmm. wrong, you are just screwed. I would rather have 50 little uh, states with 50 little different systems and 50 little chances to succeed or fail and let's learn from that guy's failure and let's learn to succeed like these guys did over here. It's uh, socialism ain't the answer and I really think that, that we were talking about it uh, two weeks ago on the show that that's the only place left for the Democrats to go. Like what else What else do they have to – prove uh, they're they're literally and this is going to sound like a joke but like i would like to think of a, of a democratic solution to a problem that isn't more money more government Th- that's yeah, no, you that's can't. always the solution you can't no you can't and i mean it, that was actually displayed fairly well during the election because i think it was actually on cnn was debbie wasserman schultz who was at the time or, you know the head of the dnc at the time and uh they asked her, well, Bernie Sanders is a Democratic Socialist. He's running for the nomination of your party. What is the difference between a Democrat and a Socialist? She said, well, there's lots of differences. And she couldn't come up with one. That was my boy Chris Matthews that asked her that. Was it? Well, and then yeah. it was funny because in that interview with A.M. Joy, Howard Dean actually said, if you are a Democrat or on the left and you're interested in expanding Social Security, expanding Medicare and single payer health care. I mean, here's the former head of the DNC saying the goal is single payer health care. Then you need to get on board and vote for these people. So I don't even think they're hiding that that's their agenda anymore. They can't. It's the no. only it's the only place left for them to go. Mm-hmm. That It's just the next logical uh, step. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, if Medicare was kicking ass and Medicaid was kicking ass and Social Security was awesome, they might have a leg to stand on. Right. But and if Detroit and Chicago was were some kind of Shangri-La, they might have some kind of leg to stand on. But like we have we have seen your policies and that's what I that's what I loved about Trump. And I, and I tell you what, he's got to, he's got to build the wall. He's got to lower taxes and he's got to get some money into these inner cities. I was talking to uh, Michael Steele about it. And I'm like, I because we had him on this podcast a while back. And I'm like, I haven't forgotten about that. I want to make that happen. Like, how do we get money to entrepreneurs in the inner cities that you the Democratic policies have failed time and time and time again? I don't I, – I really – and I was saying this at Politicon as well. I just don't – I know it feels good because you feel like you're doing something. However, ultimately, you're not. You're The, the people are worse off. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not helping anybody. You know where the road you pave with good intentions go, right? H-E double hockey sticks. Exactly. Um, it's yeah, paved it, with good intentions to, to and be, agita. It, to, to, <laughs> it, well, and if you, if you say, oh, minimum wage is going to be $15 an hour. If you've taken Econ 101, you know why that's a bad idea. But then you yeah. sound like the bad guy saying, no, 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 we can't do that. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's completely jacked up. No, Burger it's Flipper, complete- we don't want you to do any better economically is basically how that sounds. And that's the other like basic uh, economics of it, which goes to the new uh, immigration policy. If you if you are flooding the market mm-hmm. with low skilled uh, workers or or high skill whatever, if you're flood when foreign people are coming to America because they they're going to take those jobs. Mm-hmm. So 
it, it, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out if we pump the brakes on immigration. Right now, we take like a million people a year. If we take less than that, you cut that number in half. Oh, my goodness. More people in the United States will have work. Well, and it's not just that that's not the only thing they're doing. And I'm just going to say, yay, Senator Purdue, thank you. Um, for proposing this. The other thing they're doing is stopping the um, ridiculous lottery, right? Uh, which basically is once you're here, the priority about, I think the statistic was better than 75% of immigration, legal immigration to this country is based on family relationships. And it's not just your your family, your spouse and your children. It's your brothers, your sisters, your grandparents, your parents. You know, it's very extended. So as soon as your brother comes over, then he can get his spouse. Then his spouse can get her mother, her father. It's like the never-ending chain, right? Yeah, so they're putting a stop to that by flipping – I think something like 600,000 folks came in due to family relationships in the previous immigration year that's been tracked. They would be limiting family relationships to 90,000 and basically shrinking it down to the nuclear family, your spouse and your children. Good. So I think that's fabulous. And the rest of it, you know what they're basing this policy on? Who? Canada. Canada. Well, who, who's – Oh, the well, it's the way Canada takes people? Canada has a very clear and transparent point system. It's based on your skills, what's needed in their labor market, your ability to speak the language, da, 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 and it's transparent. You know exactly what you need to be do to, need to do to be a priority in the immigration system. Right now it's just it's it's basically a, you know, a guess like how successful you're going to be and then Something like 50,000 potential immigrants hold a lottery ticket, and towards the end of the year, we take so many of those just literally by, like, your lottery ticket number. Well, here's what I say, mm-hmm. and, I, and I tell you, she said it to me a couple years ago, and I thought she was crazy. Just shut it down for a little while. Ann Coulter said, just shut it. Just shut all the gates. Nobody's coming in, and let's figure it out. I'm, and I'm like, oh, that's brutal. But I think she'd given it a bunch of thought. I, I'm ready. I'm ready. Just let's just shut it down for a while, like for a year. We're just going to shut it down until we figure it out. Well, but here's what I find so funny. Where were all those celebrities going to move if Trump was elected? Yes, they always say that. To I know Canada. that uh, they, yeah. think, they think Justin Trudeau is just the be all end all. Why can't he be our president, says Rolling Stone? And he has this terrible immigration policy and has lifted not a finger to change it. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of those things where it's got to it's got to drive Donald Trump, President Trump Mm -hmm. uh, crazy that it's Mm -hmm. it's not rocket science. Why is this so hard? Well, and not only that, if you look at it, Tom Cotton has been an immigration hawk for a while. He's one of the sponsors. The other sponsors is my state senator, David Perdue, who was every bit the successful CEO that Donald Trump was of international corporations. If anybody in the Senate is going to understand the impact of immigration on the economy, it's him. <laughs> yeah, I imagine I imagine the old Purdue chicken farms have their share of uh, <laughs> immigrant workers. Actually, going on. that's not the same Purdue's. Darn it, I was hoping it was. No, I know. It's not Frank Perdue's kids. Uh, he was actually CEO. Last His last job before running <clears> for the Senate was uh, CEO of Dollar General. Okay, so let's let's rail on Jim Acosta for a while because this guy's boring as all get out. I loved 
that exchange between Acosta from CNN and Stephen Miller from the White House. That was fantastic. When, when Acosta is pra- just rambling on, going on, my family is the sons and daughters of immigrants, and on the Statue of Liberty it says there is a plaque, our golden shores, and give me your week. Like, dude, that's just a poem. That's literally just a poem. It's really to make it look nice. That's not official policy. That's not official. Oh, that was great. Well, and then, if, and then, it, then it's just a, you're moments away from the headline being Donald Trump hates the Statue of Liberty. He's taking a dump all over the. St-. Good lord, people. Well, and, and everybody realizes that plaque was put there at a very different time in our history with a very different immigration system, where you literally landed on an island and were quarantined and processed. Yes, and if they thought, and if they thought you were going to be a welfare, if you, if they thought if you were going to be a taker, they'd mm-hmm. send you back. Yep, and it didn't so, matter how much it had cost you to get there. It's just a plaque. I, I loved it. That they're, they're going. I tell you what, they're going after that Stephen Miller. Uh, they're going after his character. They're doing some big time character assassination on that dude. So let's see if he can weather that storm. That's what it's. It's just. It's what it. It's so predictable. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's the. Here's the bottom line. Jim Acosta wants his own show on CNN. That's it. Oh, totally. And this is why. I remember a, a few weeks ago when when uh, Trump and all those guys were like, you know what, we're not going to televise, we're not going to televise the press conference anymore. And Jim Acosta was the first guy to say, this is a tragedy, this is a tragedy, because you want your face on screen accompanied by your voice and your grandstanding so that you can get your own show on CNN. That's it. It's not about truth. It's not about journalism. It's about you getting up on a soapbox and trying to further your own personal agenda. Well, and it's so transparent because he's also the first one to complain about who gets to ask the question and in what order. Yeah. So if they acknowledge someone like, yeah, you know, it's the, it's the Jim Acosta show. Yeah, it's the Jim Acosta. He thinks that the White House press briefing is his show. And if, you know, Katie Pavlich or someone from town hall or, you know, is given a is given the opportunity to ask a question first, he's the first one on Twitter freaking out. The White House is a clown show. It's Nazi Germany with red noses. I hate them. They exploded. They're enraged. He's a I, 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 he's a boring, boring human being. Well, and, and just, I'd say it to his face. And just so, so, so self-aggrandizing. Oh, he's the most important person in there. Absolutely. He's the most, I tell you what. Was he the guy that Trump was like fake news? Fake news. Didn't yep. talk to you. Fake. Oh. Yep. See. And I he's tell you, never gotten over it. <laughs> I, good, good. Drive that little man crazy. So here's what's here's the other things that are driving me crazy. We gotta we're gonna go into fast motion here. Okay. Uh, maybe we spent too much time on Ghost in the Shell. I don't know. Uh, oh my goodness. The um. Of course, I say I want to go into fast motion. Oh, the leaks. Everybody's freaking out about the leaks. I'm watching the Sunday Show. These leaks. These leaks. These leaks. Okay, now they've gone too far because they're actually leaking private conversations that the uh, our president is having with other heads of state. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. It is. Now somebody has to. However, that's the only one so far that's uh, bummed me out. And and all these 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 suits. If you are on television, I'm going to put all the all the senators and all the congressmen on notice right now from both parties. If if you are on television saying, well, our immigration system is broken, like get out of the way, you suck. 
And if like uh, if somebody's like, well, our healthcare system is broken, get out of the way. You suck. I never want you reelected. You, and like these leaks, these leaks are getting in the way of of this administration getting the work of the people done. Get out of the way. You suck. You suck. You suck. These leaks don't have. How how does a leak? How does like how does that stop the Republicans from furthering their agenda? It doesn't. It shouldn't. Well, no, no, the only thing that's might. really stopped him in the last couple of weeks was John McCain. But but that wasn't a leak. That was no. just McCain being a douchebag. Right. And that, uh, m- what, M- McCaskill? And who's the other one? Um, Collins. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was, yeah, never again. I, I know that you're not, I don't think she's up in 2018, but mm-hmm. oh boy, oh boy. I, I, I none wanna, of them are. Yeah, the ones that voted. Oh, I'm never going to let that go. I'm never going to let that go. Ever, ever, ever. Alaska, you can just go be part of Canada. <laughs> it's funny that these are the people who always, oh my gosh, I saw Bill Crystal at Politicon. I saw Bill Crystal, and it was like watching a leper walk around. It really was, yes. He was just walking across this uh, little uh, little area, this little courtyard, mm-hmm. like kind of slow and looking around, and nobody was going over. Nobody was going over. And it's like they, the, it's the Bill Crystals of the world, and it's the never Trumpers of the world that are like, oh, he's not a real conservative. He's not a real conservative. And then when they could have repealed Obamacare, they didn't do it. So they're mm-hmm. not the real conservatives. So now we know we've taken off the mask and we've seen your ugly little pig face, you dumb, uh, backstabbing whores and John McCain. There you go. <laughs> However, the whole leak thing, it's driving me crazy. I have some personal pet peeves. The immigration system's broken. OK, so shut it down. Shut it down and then fix it. How about that? Oh, ah, the healthcare system is broken. OK, shut it down. And, and, and the free market, oh, ah, I can't do that. And then they're like, these leaks are these leaks are not getting in the way of anything. No, they're, they're just a distraction that gets the press all wound up. And so actually you can go and get stuff done and they're not going to be paying any attention to you. It's amazing. It's, like, it's amazing. It's like you're getting all of this, this basically fire cover from the media who's getting wrapped up in things that most voters really don't care about, really don't. And the media, in the latest Pew Research, um, I think has a 26% favorable rating among the entire population. Republicans, the Republicans' positive view of the media is somewhere around 7 to 9%. Well, I can see how it's annoying, and like I don't trust them either. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like I don't know if you heard last week's the, the girl uh, that we had, Amy, um, blah blah blah. She wrote uh, Shattered with mm-hmm. the other guy. Uh, she was great. She's like, I don't vote. I don't. I really try not to take sides. I'm a firm believer in that. And I'm like, God bless you. Someone needs to give you a job running the New York Times. Right. However, it, it is biased. It's so incredibly biased. You know, so so we know that we've established that. And, and if you are if, if you're Paul Ryan, you, you can't go. Oh, these leaks are getting in the way. No, no. no. You actually... set the docket. You call the votes. You decide what's coming up next. Go, 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 go. I've about had it. I'm, I'm almost out of patience with this whole, we can't get anything done with these leaks. No, they're actually giving you air cover. Go, go, go. Yeah. 
It's well, it's, and, it's and wonderful. It, I mean, the thing that irritates me about the leaks is these are lifelong government employees who have some of the best employment security in the market, right? It is very hard to lose your job as a government employee if you are not an appointee, right? So if you're appointed It's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible. These unelected bureaucrats in somewhere over 100 agencies, many of them duplicative and at least 75% of them we don't need, are the ones who are taking it upon themselves to put all this distraction and all this nonsense out there so that people like A.M. Joy and Joe Scarborough can be, it's the end of the world, it's the end of the world, right? That these unelected, these people are not elected, they're hired. There's no way to get rid of them. The fact that they are taking it upon themselves because they think they should overrule the will of the American voter is what drives me to absolute distraction. I have uh, a bunch of these little notebooks, you know, jokes and things that I want to talk about on the TV show and on the Mm -hmm. podcast. And somewhere in in these, I have the actual uh, statistics of government employees, federal government employees. They're almost – it's like a a crazy high number, like 95, 96 percent of them are Democrats. Mm Mm-hmm. You're because and then you're going to vote for the Democrats who are going to make make sure you still have a job and make government bigger so that your kid can have a job. Exactly. (laughs) So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, of course, the Democrats can say, you know, we should do we should we should raise taxes and and look at this and try to come up with a big government solution to make sure it's equal. Blah, 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 blah. It's just you, you have to be. Aware. It is it is deep state. There's well, people see, in the government who actively want Republicans to fail well, because it, then th- they'll lose their job. Well, and, and you have the immigration system and Ann Coulter's tag, shut it down. I'm like that way for the DOE and like about 20 other agents. Shut it down. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just shut I, it I was going to I was going to do a bit at one point about the Department of Energy. Uh, on the flip side and and it's just it's it's insane now what that agency does they're into mm-hmm. banking mm-hmm. They, they somehow f- do loans for like what are you doing when did the department of energy become a banking institution it, well, it's it's nuts and i was actually talking about the department of education shut it down i you know what i'd love to get rid of that one too yep now they're uh, into now they're into well they have been for the last couple of years jurisprudence and setting up kangaroo courts on university campuses to deal with a sexual assault epidemic that doesn't exist. What? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Useless. Uh, and I love. I don't know what's going to happen to the college campus thing. You love what? I love that our current uh, secretary of education wants to reverse all that. Well, that's great. Let her continue merrily on her way. She mm-hmm. has she hasn't been in the news for a while. I know we were talking about her her a but couple weeks ago. She might be getting stuff done and just nobody's noticing. I hope so. I that's what too. I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Like and, and whenever whenever something they're like, uh oh, the media they're going to run out of a story. They might actually look at what she's doing at the Department of Education. Trump's like, I don't think transsexuals can be in the military. What? <laughs> it's like covering fire. Yeah. Go do stuff. Go do stuff. <laughs> Go I got freak this. Out. <laughs> I uh, my buddy uh, Owen Benjamin had a a, a great thing. Uh, the, and I, this never occurred to me because I was doing like the the whole transgendered uh, video on Facebook. And my whole thing is like, I don't I don't want to pay for your operation, you right. know, that, that I'm not going to like if, if you think you're a guy or you think you're a girl, whatever. Good luck. I hope you can figure that out. But I'm not paying for your surgery. OK, right. 
and I don't want you undergoing a, a hormone replacement therapy in a combat zone. You know, that was my joke. However, right. Owen Benjamin uh, took the other the other route of like Lady Gaga is out there saying, you know, the suicide rate among the transgender community is like 45 percent. Almost half of them kill themselves. So we want a bunch of uh, suicidal people <laughs> walking around combat mm-hmm. zones like I can't take it anymore and I'm taking you with me. Well, <laughs> it's it, it's horrible to say. But listen, if either they're mentally unstable and they're they're they they're have suicidal thoughts or they're they've got their crap together and let's let them in be a Navy SEAL. It, you can't have it both ways. My question then becomes this. How many of them actually want to be in the military? Oh, that's oh, and then <laughs> then you get into. I guess there was a Navy SEAL, and the Navy SEAL, as soon as he got out of the Navy SEALs, became a woman. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's fine. However, when you got your wiener, uh, you're a dude, and you're a Navy SEAL. Once you leave the military, do whatever you want. Tuck it, put on a skirt, call yourself Jenny. I don't. <laughs> You're a private citizen at that point. <laughs> what else? Uh, we, we rail on Jim Acosta. I actually think he got off easy. Uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the whole IT mess. That Oh, for, his, for everything they're talking about Trump and Russia, it's Debbie Wasserman Schultz and these Pakistani IT guys. I know, that's just – that story is just unreal. It is. And I mean those nobody's guys are making millions talking of dollars. Well, somebody <laughs> – Somebody in the government, they just shut down. I guess these guys opened up a little real estate deal Mm -hmm. because it's easier to funnel back money to your home. If you've made money on a real estate deal, it's easier to move that money around instead of just having a big pile of cash that Mm -hmm. you have to report. So these guys were doing – all of a sudden, they they were about to do a couple of big real estate deals. Uh, No, 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 no. Yeah, no, that whole thing is really sketchy, and there's actually a guy named Nicholas Short on uh, on social media, and he actually dug deep and did the research and was asking every Democratic senator who had paid these people, um, what did this woman do for you for $143,000 in 2012? What did this woman – and I mean when you looked at the amounts one of them was making from multiple offices, it was crazy, just yeah. crazy. That uh, that's the kind of story that there's like so much red meat there. Mm-hmm. It, it won't go away. It can't no, go away. It can't. And I mean, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I mean, when you look at how she has kind of fallen in the last 12 months, um, I think she's lost her mind. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, uh, Donna Brazil. Mm-hmm. It's just Maxine it's Waters. Maxine Waters. Mm-hmm. However, I will say this in defense of Maxine Waters. Just and I, I didn't realize her husband was a banker, because okay. I keep think I keep, I keep going. Where'd she get all this money? Where'd she get all this money? Where'd she get all this money? Well, her husband's a banker, so I'll give her a little bit of the uh, the benefit of the doubt there. Beyond that, I think she's corrupt as all hell, and wow. I want to know. I want to know. I would love to have her uh, walk me through it. Like, where'd you get all the dough? Where'd it come from? Just even walk me through why you're paying your daughter so much when she sits in your office and licks envelopes. Yes. Yes. Walk me through that. Walk me through that one. Uh, Okay. This just in uh, in climate change news, Mm -hmm. in extreme weather news. 
Australia, for the third time now, has been – their Department of Meteorology has been busted eliminating low temperature numbers. <laughs> so this is for all the people who think that the world's about to burst into flames. What, what happened is there was really low numbers – like uh, minus 10.6 degrees Celsius, that those numbers just vanished and were not part of calculating the average temperature. Some guy uh, noticed it the other day, and he's been tracking it for a while. There was a there was they had a, they had a record they had a really cold evening, negative 10.6 degrees Celsius. Then the next day it was reported as negative 10 degrees Celsius, and then a couple days after that it wasn't reported at all. It wasn't in they didn't factor it into the mean temperature. So now they're blaming it on it was a uh, a faulty smart card in the sensors. Oh, that's it was a, it was a faulty smart card. So they're gonna they're gonna replace all those. And the smart card only disses the low temperatures. Yes. 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 But it's, that's where the problem is. It wasn't, some, it wasn't some guy going, oops, delete, delete, delete. Oh, I don't <laughs> it was, know. It was I the, don't know. It was maybe, the device that takes the temperature. Maybe they can talk to their biggest proponent, the guy who invented the internet, Al Gore, and he can help them figure it out. Yes. Yes. Al Gore. Right he after did. he finishes that sandwich. Yes, and finishes his next movie and his big giant house, Ugh. blah, blah, blah. This is another one. Uh, oh, you know what? I might save that one for Michael Topia uh, ab about the lottery. That's a pretty hey, funny one. Roadkill is legal to eat in half of the states now. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> it's better than leaving them by the side of the road. Well, I, if, if, if it was your car uh, that did it, mm -hmm. you might as well eat it. I mean, depending on the the quality of the roadkill. Well, like, exactly. I know one night, uh, me and some buddies, some comics, we were dr literally driving down to these uh, gigs in Florida, mm -hmm. and a deer, a deer hit our car. We did not hit the deer. This deer leapt out of nowhere and hit like the right quarter panel, uh, the rear uh, of the car. We stopped. The deer was down. He gets up, shakes it off like a prize fighter and goes hopping away. And one of the comics is like, oh, man, if, if that would have died. And we all cracked up thinking he was joking, but he was legit. Like I, it, for years, it's been the, the, the rule in, in Ohio that if you kill the deer with your car, you at least get to keep the meat. Well, and according to PETA, that's the only meat you should kill. You should eat. Like PETA, oh, the big PETA. vegans are not going to get mad at you if you eat the roadkill. Well, it's dead. You might as well. I mean, I'm, I'm actually glad to hear PETA's behind it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're saying you're not supposed to eat cheese anymore because if you do, you're sexist because it's female cows that are manipulated to make milk. They're too crazy for me to even really consider too often. It's PETA is uh, a good idea. It's like a government program. It's a good idea. However, it's gone crazy. It's mm -hmm. just gone crazy. I saw this video. Oh, my gosh. I saw this video on Facebook. Dogs reunited with their owners. <clears throat> and these bastards, these bastards go, dogs reunited with their owners. Try not to cry. And man, oh, man. <laughs> you see? You see these people come home like they're at the airport and the dog just goes crazy and is mm -hmm. so happy. And then I'm like, I'm not going to cry. This is like heartwarming, but I'm not going to cry. Then the last one, it's like this little boy and he's walking to his car. And uh, so whoever's taking the video is like, who's that? Who's that? And they open up the car door 
and the kid is so happy to see the dog. He must have been worried about I'm, I'm getting choked up right now. And he's just like the kid's so happy. And if you have kids, you know how it is. Right. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I started crying. I'm like, you bastards, you got me. You got me. I have now cried at a Facebook video. Nothing enrages me more. <laughs> Nothing. In, I mean, I, I can get enraged. But when have you ever seen those clips of like the, uh, the the Muslim dudes like abusing dogs? No, no, I won't oh, click on that. Oh, no, those would just enrage I, I me. It's oh, it's the worst feeling ever. These dudes, I think one was from France or something, and it's so. Oh my gosh, I've never wanted to kill a human being this much in my life. Yeah, no, no, I can't. I just I can't. want to end them. No, I I have my two babies here, and no, 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 no. All they, right, well, we gotta we gotta get into some Michael Tope. Yeah, it's weird. It's like. Uh, a dog, uh, just an innocent dog that gets hurt for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone uh, like smacking a kid. Or, oh, 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 or an old person. Oh. I'm sorry, what? Or an older person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would Ooh. make me crazy. We put a video. I put a video up on the uh, the Loftus Party Facebook. I found it. Some guy. Uh, you can go to the Facebook page. It's up there in our videos. This guy, like in Oslo or something, he would ride his bike to work, and he would always ride by this uh, old folks' home, and he'd see this old man sitting out there. So one day he decided to stop uh, and go, you know, you're always out here. And the guy's like, oh, I just like it outside. I'm, I miss riding a bike and all this other stuff. So the guy with the bike, he went and got one of those little uh, push cart things, mm-hmm. you know, like they have them in New York City. And- right. It's like a reverse so he- rickshaw. Yeah, yeah, a rickshaw. That's exactly it. And he he gets one of those, and he comes by, and he, he tells the old guy, he's like, "Hop in, I'll give you a ride." And so he starts riding this guy around. The guy had a blast. Uh, he's like ninety seven years old. He tells the other people in there the next day. There's a bunch of people outside, and this guy gives them rides. And now there's too many old people uh, for his little cart, so he asks his friends to do it. So now he's, this beautiful program has been born and it's like these people volunteer. It's in all these cities and all these countries where they just go to old, old people's, uh, homes and it's like, Hey, do you want to take a ride on my bike? And it's magnificent. And I it's love wonderful. that. It's the best. It's a yeah. beautiful little video and people are inherently good. Uh, and I have faith in humanity. It's been restored. Okay. We are quickly running out of time. This one has flown by. Let's uh, let's do some Michael Topias. Okay. Do you want to tell him what Michael Topia oh, is? I, I will. I will do the setup. In the real world, there's a bunch of crazy rules and laws that we're supposed to follow, and they don't make any sense. But if you uh, live in Michael Topia, we have a different set of rules, a different set of laws, and they make wonderful sense. So here's a new law for Michael Topia. I don't know that it's a law, but it's, it, it, it definitely happens in Michaeltopia. So in Michaeltopia, we have a lot of really smart people, right? Small government, small, smart people, because smart yes. people like small government. Someone in Michaeltopia has figured out how to make a bottle of mustard or ketchup that does not separate so that if I forget to shake it, I don't squeeze a bunch of funky colored water on my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst when you've got your bread, your turkey, your cheese, your lettuce, and you're like, oh, I'm going to put some mustard on here. <laughs> this is that water comes out. And you always do it on the main part of the sandwich instead oh. of the bread, which you can yes. replace. Yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. Oh, it just goes, oh, that's the worst. It's the that's worst. That's the worst. 
That's why I like uh, – uh, honestly, that's why I like the clear ketchup bottle because before you go, you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, I got to shake this. I don't know why they, do, they don't do a, a clear uh, mustard bottle. I don't either, but – I think yeah. we just invented something. There you go. See, Michael Topia has smart people in it. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. In, in Michael Topia, if you win the lottery, you get the money. <laughs> in in uh, Illinois, they're they're broke. They're 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 out of dough. They can't pay the lottery winners anymore. Oh, how, how, how pissed how, would you be? Oh my god! You're like this is a crap hole. I gotta get out of here. There's people dying every weekend. It's a war zone. I gotta get. Oh, I won the lottery. I won ten million. I'm out. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. In theory. <laughs> In, in theory, yeah, you're a millionaire. Uh, in reality, we're, we're going to have to give you an IOU. So uh, hunker down hunker and down. enjoy the bullets whizzing around because we're not going to be able to pay you for a while. That's, oh. that's got to be the worst feeling ever. Oh, it's got to be. It would be all, it's kind of like your social security. I have receipts. I have the ticket. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's. I'm I'm not even kidding. There's a bunch of people talking about like if they remove Trump from office, then all hell will break loose. I think it, there will be if if which I don't think it's going to happen. It, it would be bad. Uh, however, if you want to see all of America rise up, mess with Social Security. Okay, I have another one. Oh, so do I. Fantastic. You you first. In Michael Topia, we do not. Look at Dr. Seuss and Laura Ingalls Wilder and say that their books are racist. Well, Laura Ingalls has a great talk radio show and she does Life Zet. Uh, no, that's Laura Ingram. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Go ahead. What, what, what did Laura Ingalls Wilder and Dr. Seuss do? I know, yeah, I knew Seuss was political. Well, Dr. Seuss might have been a little bit political, but there's a lot of things like in his writing and that teach children how to be cooperative and how to share and do all the good stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. You want kids to learn. Well, apparently some kind of symbolism in the cat in the hat with the tall top hat. It's just racist, 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 redfish, bluefish. What's up with that? Well, and Laura Ingalls Wilder wrote about when she actually grew up. And the country was very different. It's one of those things, guys, that's our history. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. it portrays uh, Indians in a negative light. Pretty much. That's what he said. I, well, I tell you, that's – I remember my older sister, one of my older sisters, she really loved that. And like they did like a made-for-TV movie mm -hmm. before it was a show. And I think it was like Little House in the Big Woods. Right. That was the and first in, book. In Little House in the Big Woods, they make this happy little cabin in the woods and everything's going great. And then these Indians show up and they're mm -hmm. like, if you stay here, we will kill you. So the family left. And I'm like, this makes the most sense out of anything I've ever heard. I was <laughs> but like, that's what actually best... happened. Exactly. And the dad made the best call. Like right? the Indians were very cool about it. They showed up. They looked spooky out in the woods, you know, on their horses. If you stay, we're going to kill you. And so the da like, dad's like, see ya. Like, exactly. It's like what you always wanted to see in the Haunted House movie. Like in the Haunted House movie, the house is like, get out. And the dad's like, I don't know. I think we should stay. Like in reality, you would do the same thing. And that's like, that's hilarious. 
Little house in the little house in the big woods will kill you. How about little house in the prairie? How about we go out there? <laughs> That's a much better idea. I know this. Right? I'm not going back to those woods. Right. That's where the Indians are. They said they'd kill us. So we're gonna we're gonna live over here for a little bit. All right. Oh my goodness. Oh, in Michaeltopia, uh, we don't send dick pics. Okay. Stop oh, doing it. There's God. a guy. There's. There's accusations leveled at that dude at Fox News. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I don't know. It sounds like a setup. It sounds like a systematic silencing of conservative voices. However, guys, just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And and maybe she's begging for it. Maybe she's like, please, please. You gotta be like, uh, honey, uh, I might have a job in news someday. I can't right? do it. How about you send me some and <laughs> and we'll get started there. Always, always, always get your girlfriend to send her nudes first. Then you have, uh, then you have the blackmail. You can, ah, oh, you see. Then at least this? it's equal. Mm-hmm. It's I'm equal. never like equal risk. I, friends of, of mine, people on Twitter, they're like, get, they're like, they get these unsolicited dick pics. Like who does that? Who it's like, it's like the guy who peels out at the parking. Have you ever been like in target or something? And like, there's some kid with a car. Like, Rrr! He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you got a fast car. You're going to get all the girls now. Who in the world is like, I? there's this girl on Twitter, and I think she's into me. I'm going to take a picture of my junk and send it to her. I bet that will close the deal. Like, when is that When is that okay, the worst ever worked? Thing, okay, but not only that, if you're part of a couple and that's that's your thing, it's the unsolicited portion of that whole process that's really a problem. Like, why would you think someone who didn't ask for it would want it? Right? What part of your little brain is like, she doesn't seem into me, but I bet if she saw a picture of my wiener, then she'd be, oh, she'd go, oh, this changes everything. Your dick. (laughs) Because it's not like 50% of the population doesn't have one. Yours is not special. And uh, just so... People know because I, I, I can see how it could be taken because I was like, don't send dick pics. Listen, if if you and the person that you're into are doing that stuff, fantastic. Have at it. Go fun. If you've got like a I'm all at I'm home alone, baby, and I'm just wearing a smile. That this is what you've got. Wait, absolutely. Have fun. Get your freak on. Do it. Do it. Do it. I encourage that behavior. I'm talking but about the unsolicited, unsolicited. Hey, I met you at the Christmas party last year. Here's my wiener. No, no, don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> don't. <laughs> hey, I know you run the Seven Eleven in my neighborhood. Here's a picture of my junk. Don't do that. That's where it's not necessary. Okay. And that, and that was the Loftus Party PSA for the week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> do 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 the more you know unsolicited dick pics are fine unsolicited dick pics are a problem and, if you, and listen and if you've got a girl who's like show me a picture of your dick like uh it could be a trap so like like i said think twice get, think twice get pictures of her naked first and then then your uh the picture of your junk is like a gratuity <laughs> Oh, my God. A tip, tip, if you will. Oh, my. And we never got to that. Okay. Too much show. Too much fun. Too much hilarity. Uh, Big, big changes coming uh, for the website. It's wonderful. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I got to ask you to do this, though. I think uh, SoundCloud might be going away. SoundCloud is having 
they're still around. You can still listen to the show on SoundCloud. However, go to uh, iTunes just to be sure. Go to iTunes and subscribe to the to the podcast there. And if you could uh, give us a review and and help us with that algorithm. But I'm I'm a little worried about SoundCloud, so make sure you've got that subscription on iTunes as well. There's oh, and there's a ton of new stuff uh, that's going to be on the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to that too. There's some some of the stuff we most of the stuff we put on Facebook, but however, there's going to be a ton that's exclusive to the YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to that. And then also make sure you're watching YouTube America. There's new episodes coming out, uh, a bunch of new stuff. The flip side is the name of the TV show for right now. Look in your DVR. It's on. It's on somewhere. They show it here in the Hamptons. Uh, it's on in your neighborhood. Your DVR will be able to find it. You're awesome people. Is there anything you have to say uh, for parting words, Liberty Gypsy? Have a wonderful week and good luck in production this week. Woohoo! I will let you guys know. I'll have the inside scoop on what's going on next week on the Loftus Party. Take care. 